Are you getting acquainted with your inner Shakespeare from the tranquility of practicing social distancing? Bunkering down in London to write the next King Lear, you're in the right place. Hello, scribes and scribblers. Welcome to the nip section, the uh, self-quarantine edition, I suppose. <laughs> We're recording on Tuesday evening, the 17th of March for release on uh, the 20th. So you're hearing us with only a few days delay, unlike most of the time. I'm here very, very, very remotely, responsibly and remotely um, with two co-hosts. You know, one of them is our regular, Sharon. How are you, Sharon? I'm good. I'm in bed with my dog and appropriately one and a half meters away from every other living being. Except and so. I hear, well, and I hear that the COVID-19 uh, coronavirus cannot spread through dogs. So No, no. The WHO retracted that. So we have to no, like <laughs> the dogs back in again. Oh, no, Sebi. You're going into quarantine. Well, Sharon and I uh, are both in Sydney, but our third host is about a month and a half in the future, currently in Hong Kong, and it's Leo. How are you, Leo? Hi, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I have my face masks, enough for my family to last me around half a year. Like sometime around mid-January, on one of my Fountain Ping like, gossip groups, someone mentioned that the price of Korean and KF 94s had like tripled in the past day. I was like, oh no, this is probably bad news. I better. So that night from around 12 a.m. till 3 a.m., I started sending messages to all my international friends around the world saying, hey, if you can get some fish masks for me and send them over before the prices rise, I'll greatly appreciate it. And thankfully, I found some American ones, like 500 of them. So your experience in watching Yahoo Japan sales and eBay are serving you in good stead in the pandemic when people... Basically, <laughs> yes. All the skills I've gained from chasing pens on eBay and like <laughs> Yahoo all switched over to masks. Masuku. Hand sanitizer. So, yes. I'm going to interrupt you both to introduce myself. This is Diana, third host, because I never got to say my name at the beginning. Let's kick into the actual pen section of the podcast. Sharon, what are you writing with? This is what I'm writing with at the moment, which is a DuPont Olympio. Uh, I think it's called the Diamond Head in the large size, not the extra large size. I don't know. I found it in my drawers while I was cleaning stuff out, and I thought, oh, I haven't used this for a while. Um, and we'll talk about that later on in today's episode, but uh, I haven't used this for a while, and so I whipped it out and currently got it inked with Graf von Faber-Castell's Moss Green. I'm in a green mood. I thought you were going to say it's uh, your blue of the year, which is cobalt blue? No, cobalt blue is currently in my Graf von Faber-Castell, but um, yeah, I'm, cur- I'm going through a green phase. I'm all about the green inks at the moment. Mm, I will so. talk about greens a little bit later on. Ooh. <laughs> Leo, what are you writing with today? Uh, right now, I recently received, in an accident, a Parker 75 lac. Uh, I know, it's very not me, but I, w- I was chasing pilots, and it, and part of the batch was like this Parker 75, and I don't think I've ever used one, so... I inked up with Okuyama in this XF nib, and I've been like sort of sketching and writing with it. it, it it's pretty cool because uh, the XF is, if I write straight on, it, it's a pretty fine line, but if I accidentally twist it one way or another like t- to the side, it, it gets a little bit architecty. I'm writing with my newest acquisition, which feels like months ago. I think it was only one month ago, but it feels like it was last year. So much has happened in the last month. Um, it's what quarantine does to you. Yeah, it's driving us all a bit nuts. <laughs> um, it's a Pilot Custom 845 in the Vermilion Urushi. Mm. I think they stopped producing this for about a year or so, and yep. people were waiting um, for a very long time, even if they'd already put in their orders. But recently, um, Laura, a friend who's been on the podcast before, she told me that there was suddenly a whole – 
like a rush of listings for the Vermilion mm. 845 on yes. eBay at a very like a reasonable price. And so I, I realized that they must have started um, producing them again, but with maybe some differences. And so I got one of these with, with a medium nib and it's really lovely. It's got my favorite pilot nib, which is the 18 carat number 15 size. Um, I usually get these in the fine, but the medium is pretty great. Uh, it's not too wet or gushy. And the ink in it is, um, oh, it's a brand new one. It's the Pen BBS 362. I think it's called Forest Green or something. I can't remember the original Chinese name, but I saw it being translated as Forest Green somewhere. It's nice. It's like a kind of dark, almost bottle pine green color. It's nice. Oh, also a green. I didn't know Pen BBS uh, did inks. That's because you haven't listened to my interview with Incantadora. Yes, guilty as charged. <laughs> In my defense, I have been busy being quarantined and catching up with um, my young idol boy selection TV shows. <laughs> so if they're not born, if they're not born uh, after Shut 91, up. I just don't care anymore. Actually, nowadays, I've lowered the bar. If they're not born after 97, I just don't care. <laughs> That's not my recommendation for this episode, by the way. Do you want me to cut this out? I don't care. <laughs> I have no shame. Like, literally, all shame that I once had, like, disappeared once I started doing this podcast because I've shared so much on this particular podcast. Well, also in your defense, Pebby at BBS, it's very hard to get the ink if you're not in China, Taiwan, yeah. Hong Kong. They don't like to send it out very much. And it's not like you can get anything out of China these days. Yes. What with quarantine and all. Also, um, side note, like, I like to use, like, my pen tubes. Mm-hmm. Except they're not listed on Taobao as pen tubes. They're listed as everything tubes with, like, all sorts of, like, every single, like, keyword so, so that anyone's searching. And one of the keywords is knife. Life tubes? Life tubes? No, no, not like knife. Like, for holding knife. Oh. <laughs> and so the government thinking, won't let them export them. they think it was a them. condom? <laughs> not life tube. A life tube? <laughs> knife tube. Knife tube. And so we can... Now we can't. We just can't, like... At all. Yeah. Which sucks. You know, toilet rolls come in handy these days. <laughs> but it's not like you can buy toilet paper for cheap anyway. <laughs> Do you have any trouble getting toilet paper in Hong Kong, Leo? Um, we had that a month ago when, like... <laughs> so it's not just us! It's no! Just all the Americans! It's, ridiculous. It's, it's a common craziness oh that God. just spreads. It's so crazy! Well, that's what we're riding with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I remember, I think it was only a few weeks ago, that I was predicting on Twitter that very soon we will get up to the point where people start stealing toilet paper from public dispensaries. It's happened in Hong Kong already, I don't know. From work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Craziness. I mean, that used to only happen in China. Ugh. We're all China now. Well, that's Suckers. in China, all the public toilets don't even have toilet paper. It's BYO. <laughs> or it's like face recognition. Like every 20 minutes oh you can gosh, have, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a toilet paper dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> you go in front of it and you can take like a few sheets and it recognizes you by your face. You haven't seen this? I haven't been to China in like eight years. <laughs> well, I haven't experienced them myself. I've only seen them like on Facebook. But let's move along here. We have a review. We have a review from back in January. Um, does someone want to read it? Who's not me? All right. Let me... Oh, wait. Oh, oh actually, yes. Leo should read it because it's not a reflection on him. <laughs> <laughs> Independent third-party comment reader. <clears throat> Real83 on Apple Podcasts. One out of five stars. I was looking forward to this, but discovered it was a waste of time. Isn't all that informative? And the hosts go off on uneventful tangents, which ultimately leads to the listener to disappointment. I don't see a problem with that. Real with 83, unfortunately. Well, I'm pretty sure you're not listening anymore, but you're definitely going to hate this episode. Sorry to disappoint Real 83, but I have the attention span of a goldfish, unless it's work-related. 
So <laughs> there's no chance of me staying on topic. And to be fair, Di's pretty bad as well. She goes off on tangents like there's no tomorrow. I'm just better at editing myself out of those tangents. <laughs> Editor's privileges. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to apologize for going on random tangents, so I'm sorry our podcast was not for you. Moving along. This topic was suggested by Sharon a couple of weeks ago when things were a little less crazy in Sydney. Um, This was when we'd already put travel restrictions, I think, on China, but the ones on Italy and uh, South Korea and and Iran, yeah, those hadn't um, been put in place yet. But it was definitely starting to look like a situation where um, the rest of the year was going to be in a bit of turmoil, um, our travel habits were probably going to have to change. Our shopping habits were probably going to have to change. We might be having to do a lot less meeting up in person. <laughs> oh, no. Leah's having an actual breakdown on camera right now. <laughs> I had to cancel my March Tokyo trip. I was so sad. I was going to go to Tokyo and buy a lot of pens. Is the Tokyo show still going ahead? It can't. Uh, this, this is one of the topics, but... Let's go. So. Let's talk about this later, then. Um, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, when I suggested this topic, it was mainly because I was, uh, I was um, a casual viewer of Leo's Saturday morning live streams, and I was really amused by how many people signed up to your Saturday morning meets. Now that you've lifted the cap on another number of attendees, good job. <laughs> there was um, never a cap. It's just <laughs> th- there's a cap on the attendees. There's a total cap on the attendees. But um, you know, now that there isn't a cap, like lots more people are attending these meets. Only these meets aren't actually happening. And, and then it got me thinking. Well, when was the last time I actually bought a pen? And how has this been impacted by um, well, a number of things? The disasters that have happened in Australia with the bushfires and then uh, obviously this COVID-19 situation. Um, I didn't expect that by the time we'd be recording this, we're effectively in lockdown. And, yeah, I have, a ca- I have an active case on level 38 at work. That's 10 levels above me. And they haven't told us to work from home yet. But you're working from home anyway. Well, technically, I was working from uni, but I just didn't show up to uni today. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be talking about how our habits may be changing, how we're going to change how we interact with other people in our community this year, how we keep ourselves you know, excited about this hobby, even in the situation where we can't go out and shop, we can't go out and meet our friends and see our new pens, we can't maybe attend any pen shows, how do we rediscover what we already have in our lives and learn to love already what we have? Sharon. Oh, no, actually, let's start with Leo, since you've been on lockdown for a lot longer than we have. Um, (laughs) And you're obviously a lot calmer about it now than we are. I did my panicking. <laughs> His panicking was long gone, right? The panicking yeah. was, where are my masks? Am I going to be, am I going to have enough masks? Yes, Do I have okay. enough snacks? I've got a family of three. If we each go out, out one, like one, like three people per day for a month is three times three. 90 masks a month is our attrition rate. And I expect this to go on for at least half a year. That means I need at least 540 masks or whatever it is. And so I had to make sure I had enough masks. Because now if you don't have a mask outside, it's just you're the odd one out. I don't think we'll get up to that that point because I don't think that we'll be able to get that many masks into Australia, sadly. Yeah, you, you didn't have a mask when I, asked, when I asked like January already. No, like even if we wanted to all wear masks, we can't. Where would we get them? My parents are shipping me masks from China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Yes, sorry, what was the original question? My question is, how are you keeping your interest alive mm. um, from this month and a half stuck at home, not being able to go to your weekly pen um, Saturday yes. meets? What have you been doing? So, uh, because I haven't Let been Let us learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Shamshir Po, which is like a, a, an old area where there's a lot of electronics, and I spent maybe like 10 Australian on a really nice cheap uh mobile phone stand holder thing 
like 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 it, it's a tripod, but the the place that you hold the where you hold the camera is like holds holds a holds a phone, and I've been live streaming with that and like making videos and everything. From uh, where on on Instagram? Uh, I well that's where the Saturday breakfast band meets because I live stream on Facebook. Okay. Yes. I never catch those for some reason. I guess because I'm always doing something on Saturday mornings. Yes, I've been uh, Saturday mornings. Usually, I unfortunately have enough pens on my house where I can just like grab something from the like a box from the corner of room somewhere, and, and I can just talk about those pens for like one and a half hours or like how long it takes before I get bored. So on or the Facebook I, on Facebook live stream, can you interact? Like, can viewers leave? Yes, people and stuff? can. If people watching live can leave comments that show up pretty fast between seeing the video and like uh, uh, replying, so I so I can sort of talk to people that way. And uh, also, I've been making using the same setup. I I've been making like videos, very short videos, because Instagram will only let you post video videos up to of up to one minute long. Not if you use IGTV. I I will look into that, but I've been working within like a one minute time limit to like talk fast, disassemble it. Yeah, talk really fast. <laughs> well, you should do what the Chinese uh, YouTubers do, where they actually speed up their videos so they talk faster. <laughs> Yeah, like for some of my drawing videos, I I'll do the whole thing. It'll be like fifteen minutes, and then I'll use a. I've had to learn how to like use a video editing program to like trim, split, and then like speed up, like and like layer music on top of it and everything. So that's been a learning experience. Oh wait, so uh, what's your handle on Facebook and Instagram again? Uh, Instagram is Inquisitive Quill with no spaces or underscores, and on Facebook. It doesn't really. You can't actually like like. I've been streaming on in the groups. Ah. Like I did once on the FPL group where I was just sketching because I usually just sketch until I have enough people and then I pull out a whole bunch of pens to start talking about. Um, but there weren't that many people, so I just sketched for like forty five minutes, and so the video is still there if you're on the Fountain Pens Oceanic group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but in the Hong Kong group, it's Saturday morning. People expect me by now, and so there's usually around ten to twelve people saying hi, and um, I will usually have like a tray of ten, twelve, twenty pens where like, oh, these just arrived. Let's take a look, and then I've got like it's a top-down view of just a blank piece of cardboard that I've put on top of my bed because my bedroom is much quieter than my, <laughs> than my living room, uh, and. I'll just show the pens, and if I need to close up, I just grab my loop and put it near the lens, and I can focus like that. Do you think you'll keep doing this, like after after lockdown? I've is done relaxed? this like four weeks now. Um, lockdown. We don't officially what have a lockdown. What are you calling it? What are you calling it? It's just work from home or what? <laughs> like, like th- th- there has been no official decree, but the Hong Kong people have been very self-sufficient. In, in handling matters by themselves. <laughs> and, and so, like, we were like, we don't want to become the next Hans hot pot family. They're taking the yeah. initiative. <laughs> yes. Like, we don't want to be nicknamed, like, given a nickname for the next outbreak <laughs> situation. So it's not the Hong Kong SARS or the Hong Kong COVID. No, no, like, we we had, like, several stories of, like, outbreaks, such as, like, some people, it was well after, like, around Chinese New Year, some family had a hot pot meetup. This is after Chinese year, okay? Let's be very clear. So, so like, it was very clear what was going on. They had a hot pot meetup, and then they got a whole bunch of cases from there, and now they are the hot pot family. People, no like, one people wants to be the hot pot family. Yeah, and like we didn't want to make a fountain pen like outbreak family thing, so so we 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 socially distanced ourselves by ourselves like weeks ago, and so I've just been hosting them uh, by myself. Although we might consider like maybe maybe a Zoom or Skype, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. I I would like more interactivity, mm. but um, it's it's a bit hard on like Facebook to have more than one video feed at once. Like, like it would it would require uh, better broadcasting skills to like arrange that sort of stuff. Sharon, how about you? Uh, so what have I been doing? Well, have you been has the isolation or the lack of 
buying forced you to discover new things about the hobby? What a lack of buying. There, there is never any lack, lack of, of buying. buying. What a lack of buying. So I did actually think that I was going to stop buying. But um, funny enough, well, the new Decimos launched. The new um, season of Decimos. So the new five colors have launched. And I had my pre-order in mid-last year, early last year. What are you doing? Um, mid-early last year. And when it came in, uh, nothing stopping sh- uh, shipments from actually coming here. So um, my Decimos are due to arrive. And then uh, on the day that the Aussie dollar tanked against the US dollar, I also was informed that my Nakayas, my 20th anniversary Nakayas arrived. So they're on their way to me. Admittedly, had they arrived one day beforehand, I would have saved myself about $400. But <laughs> we don't talk about that now, do we? Wait, who did um, you buy it through? Nibs.com? Uh, no, 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 of course not. Um, Aesthetic Bay. Aesthetic Bay. Oh, they charge so, by the US dollar. I thought it was Singaporean. Yep. Okay. No, they charge US dollar. But uh, I've bought a lot from Aesthetic Bay, and I will give them a shout-out because I think their service is absolutely exceptional. Um, I had a number of requests I wanted for mine uh, because I placed my order piecemeal for the 20th anniversary uh, Nakayas. They're due to arrive on Friday. And I only wanted one of them originally, or I I hesitated on getting a second one. There, there are two colors, and I only got one of them. I hesitated on the second, so I missed out on the first round orders. But then um, there was an opportunity for second round orders to come in, and I placed an order then. Uh, Aesthetic Bay were also very accommodating and were able to get me matching numbers for mine as well, and I got to actually choose from the numbers that they had available. So that was all very good. Is this good. the pen that looks almost like a saber, like a samurai sword, right? It has a thing it's, on top, right? Yeah. yeah. It's got a silver lattice on top, and then it's got the rolled strings near the cap and the grip section. Um, it comes in the black and the akatamanuri, and it's a brand new length between the portable and the long. And a brand new shape. So yeah, I'm excited to receive those. Uh, so the quarantine hasn't actually stopped me from buying anything. It did stop me from potentially making like a weekend trip to Japan to see if I could catch the end of the Maruzen show. But then, you know, I heard that I couldn't get one of the lapis custom urushis that I wanted anyway. So then there was no point in going to Japan plus, you know, lockdown, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, so it really hasn't impacted me. What lapis custom urushi? Oh, the blue one. It was one. Yeah, yeah it was the one that you wanted as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But I thought they were sold out, like, even before the they show. They were. Mm. Yeah. They were. I messaged lots of people. So, um, yeah, so I had like, I've had a couple of purchases recently. Um, it's definitely slowed down, but I, I think at the moment, because there's been so much uncertainty, all I've been really doing is actually <laughs> indulging in too many TV shows, indulging in too many, um, idol selection competition shows. Uh, if you have time, the, the one that I'm obsessed with is called Produce Camp. So uh, I can't say enough good things about it, but um, I've been Save indulging. Save for the recommendations. And, uh, that's not actually my recommendation. I have a really good recommendation. Um, yeah, so I, I, in terms of actual pens, I haven't been using much in the way of pens. I've literally had the same four pens inked up since December, and I've just checked my ink log. I only finished one of them today. Today? Yesterday. And it's only since the official social distancing rules came in in Australia that I've turn my mind to using pens um, more. So I've uh, I've picked up doing an ink uh, ink sample page. So whenever I fill a pen, I'll write a page um, with the same passage. Yes, I shamelessly stole this from Mountain of Ink. Thank you. Um, I yeah. So I basically write a page um, out with a newly inked pen. And then I do a swab of the ink color at the bottom. I'm just doing that at the moment because um, I have a lot of ink and I I want to downsize a bit. You've been saying you want to downsize for so long. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm not very good at that. You could start by not having like 30 decibels. I have more than 30 decibels. <laughs> On the conservative side, 30 decibels. Oh, but they're all different and unique in their own way. They're all special snowflakes. And Sebi really likes them. Um, I actually managed to get in several ink orders from overseas before shipments started to become very slow. Um, so I got a bunch of PEMBBS inks, including the 362 that I mentioned earlier that I have in my Pilot Custom 845, and also some KWZ and Tono and Lim inks. But one particular order that I made from a Taiwanese retailer, um, I actually ordered one of the new Platinum Kuridas from them along with some ink. And that order, I don't know when I'll be receiving it. I ordered it over a month ago. They don't know when it's coming out of Japan. Apparently, people in the US, um, the distributors already have received the Kuridas, but for some reason in Asia, it's not coming out. I don't know what's happening. It, I think they said um, orders will start to be shipped again at the end of March, but I, I don't know what, whether that's actually going to happen um, now. Everything seems a bit up in the air. I think it might be because Platinum had to close their factories for a while and maybe they can't get on top of manufacturing, which is completely understandable. But it does mean that we're in this weird position where the Americans have the Kuridas and are reviewing it and we don't have a working copy of the bloody pen. <laughs> That never happens. We always get stuff before the Americans. Remember, remember the turquoise, um, the vanishing point, a vanishing point. Yeah, the turquoise vanishing point last year, where we got it. I think it was like two whole weeks before um, America got theirs. Yeah, got it really early. Yeah, we got ours in August last year. So um, I'm really annoyed that I, w I don't have my Kuridas yet. All the news I've heard about it don't have me with high hopes. It looks kind of uncomfortable to hold and pretty ugly, which was my initial impression of it. It's a clicky preppy, isn't it? It it has the same steel nib, right? Um no, so, well, I don't have I don't have one, but someone said that the nib is actually very different from the preppy nib. Someone who seen Well, for the for the price, it better be. I know. It's yeah. Think how many preppies you could buy. I ordered that. I think three colors for myself, but they haven't arrived in Hong Kong yet. Yeah, it's not in Hong Kong, not in Taiwan. I don't think Japan has it. No, I don't think they're selling Japan them. Japan has it. Oh, are they selling Japan them in Japan? Okay. So, only Japan. They're just not shipping them to anywhere except Europe and the US. But other than that, I have been... I have technically been practicing some sort of social distancing for the last month and a half, about the same time as you, Leo, um, because I have parents in China and they've been impressing upon me the need mm. to avoid crowds because I interact quite a lot with my elderly grandparents. So I have to stay healthy. Good luck I've with that. Multiple times. <laughs> That's pretty much the only times I'm out, Sharon, except for when I go to the store. We went to a wedding together. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we went to a wedding together. I saw you like last week. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last time I went out and I blame you that now. It was on my birthday though. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> take take a girl out for her birthday and she still blames you for breaking her social distancing that wasn't even mandatory at the time Jeez. it's still not mandatory that's the last now. time I'm doing anything nice for you it's still not mandatory now though it is it um, is no it isn't only for groups of 500 and more no but it's it's what they're recommending social distancing it's recommending but if you break it if yeah. you like go into work they're not going to close down your office yeah no you don't get a fine no, you only get a fine if you hold an event um, or if you, I think, run a restaurant where your capacity is um, what they deem to be excessive. But anyway. Um, My tax seminar got cancelled today. I was so upset. You had 500 people in your tax seminar? No, but it just got cancelled because people are all paranoid and I was looking forward to being updated about tax. Well, only on Sunday night they found someone at Sydney U who had it. So I know I got the email. Yeah, and they still said show up at uni on Monday. <laughs> we found a live case, but it's okay, guys. Just show <laughs> up. 
I think we're all getting about 10 emails a day reassuring us how we already have very stringent hygiene um, policies in place, but <laughs> as an additional precaution, <laughs> we're doing this, 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 this. I'm just going to ignore Yeah, McDonald's sent me McDonald's sent me an email saying we're washing our hands more than we did before. Like, that's <laughs> not comforting, guys. <laughs> Bless. They're trying. What am I also doing? I have gotten back into journaling just in the last few days, um, not just in the interest of keeping a log of my temperature, <laughs> 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 but also to work through some of this craziness, I guess, because I feel like anything that we write down in the years to come will be historical records for our older <laughs> selves. What was I doing, you know, um, that year when the plague hit the world? I'm going to hand write my next fanfic <laughs> if I'm being forced to work from home because I will go absolutely stir crazy if I can't go out. Well, if I, like, just have to be at home with myself for an extended period of time. I mean, I, I and I'm quite hermity. Like, by nature, I'm a very hermity person. I like being at home. I like spending time with myself. But I've spent a lot of time with myself lately. And <laughs> it's, I'm not getting any more interesting than I was previously. So, um, I'm going to handwrite, I've decided. And I've picked out the notebook already because I've got a stash of, like, 500 notebooks to get through. Hey, if my notebooks are congregated together, they get fined. <laughs> Wait, what notebook are you using? So I am using a Stalogy 365, which I have not tried before, actually. I haven't tried it. You told me you didn't like I haven't it. Tried, I haven't tried it for like a proper notebook. I've got a stash of the notebooks, ah. but and I must have sampled it at some stage, but I haven't actually written through a notebook yet. It bleeds. Um, it, oh, it, it, it feathers quite a bit um, compared to Hobonichi and Midori MD. But if you're using a fine nib and, like, a well-behaving ink, it's perfectly fine. Oh, so I'm, yeah, I'm going to handwrite. But if you're used to a very smooth paper, it's going to feel quite bumpy. Well, I'm trying to find alternatives because as we have both um, expressed on the pod before, our stashes of uh, life kappa notebooks is getting is dwindling down. I'm down to my last three gridded books, um, which is mildly concerning, and so I need to find an alternative. And I have a stash of Stalogy notebooks, so I'm going to see how they fare when I get so stir-crazy I'm going to handwrite my next fanfic. Or the next great Australian no novel. Like, take your pick, right? <laughs> it could be one or the other. As I hinted at in the intro, um, I think Shakespeare wrote King Lear while he was quarantined Correct. in London. So maybe you will ne write the next great novel while you're also in quarantine. I think it's going to be the next great Australian novel. It's the one that I keep talking about how I'm going to write um, – the great Australian tax novel. Not fan fiction um, at all, then. Unless I it's can RPF. Imagine character I can imagine characters being forced to deal with taxes. There are only two certainties in life, death and taxes. And you know what? I can imagine some people being really into that stuff. So it'll be like Fifty um, Shades with um, fan characters just renamed <laughs> to be originals. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It'd be like... How Twilight was a fan. Oh, Twilight was a fanfic, wasn't it? And then Fifty Shades was a fanfic of Twilight. Yes. Anyway, so everything was a fanfic of one another. But um, I could write my next great Australian novel, and I've been planning my great Australian tax novel for many a year now. I've been collecting stories of all my clients for a really long time um, and trying to make them more interesting for the non-tax inclined. And if I do write it, it will be with Graf von Faber-Castell Cobalt Blue. Because I've got like three bottles of that, and that's what two hundred and twenty-five milliliters of ink that'll get me through my great Australian novel. So that's what we're all doing um, in an attempt to go go from ghost to crazy. I think it was only this morning, so the seventeenth of March, that I heard the news that the first cancellation of a U.S. pen show just happened, oh. which was the Atlanta pen show. Um, which yeah. was meant to take place the first week of April, completely cancelled. Next in the line for cancellation, I can't remember which one, 
Um, but there are several uh, pen shows in the next few months which are looking yeah. less and less likely that they'll go ahead. And there's been a lot of conversation about it. Um, Leo, you were talking earlier about the fact that you were going to Japan for the shows this month, yes. or you were hoping to. Yeah, so usually in March, early March, is the Maruzen pen show. Uh, and I was, formerly the Mitsukoshi one as well. And also late, like, yeah, later on in the month, Mitsukoshi. Uh, the Mitsukoshi one is... I don't think it's... Dead. It, dead. It doesn't exist. Um... We spoiled that last year in <laughs> yes. our Check Japan out our two episodes. Episodes, I think, 40 and 41. This time last year. Basically. This time last year, yeah. we were recording in Japan. Right, yeah. And spoiling spoiling all of this stuff. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, so they closed that down. And apparently that space has been given over to G. Etoya as a high-end pen place now. So if and when you can next go to Mitsukoshi Nihonbashi, it's now it should be open by the time you get over there. That's nice pens, but uh, I was gonna go to Marizen, but the Japanese government started deciding that if anyone on your flight was suspected of having a case, they could cancel the like turn back the entire flight or something, and I wasn't willing to risk that. Plus, they didn't have the lapis customerushi. And so I was very sad, and then thankfully, uh, ANA allowed full refund, like hotel and flights allowed full refund. So I just cancelled and saved my money to buy pens online. So that was the first thing. Uh, next thing was also in the Southeast Asian side. Uh, the organizers of the Tainan Pen Show, which is usually around sometime in uh, October, close to the Madrid Pen Show. The organizers uh, made an executive decision to just cancel this year's Tainan Pen Show. That's a big one, the Tainan. Yes, yeah. it it got really big in the past few years because uh, they some European vendors came over and discovered there's, there was actually a pretty big market and it was going to ramp up even more this year. But in light of recent events and how stringent Taiwan is and not wanting to become like a, an outbreak location, then they just said. We're cancelling. I know it's very far ahead, but we're cancelling. Like Hot Pot Family. Yes. <laughs> Those are the two pen shows that I've mostly been keeping track of. And like this year, I do know that a lot of the events at the Marazon Pen Show were cancelled. Like, like uh, demonstrations or talks or whatever. Yeah, it's hard to keep these uh, shows going when you can't fly people in from overseas. Right, it's it's very very difficult. Um, maybe a little bit easier in Japan, where you do have a lot of manufacturers and makers. But if you're wanting to display foreign international retailers and international brands, and they all have to cancel last minute because they can't get into the country, or if they're forced to go into quarantine or isolation when they go into the country, then that event is just not very viable anymore. Um, so the next few events in North America are Atlanta, which is cancelled, Chicago, which is April 30th. I don't know if that's going to go ahead. I reckon that's going to get cancelled. I reckon too. That's that's in a month and a half away. But I think in that time you'll see like stricter travel restrictions and people are just going to be too afraid to go. But maybe Montreal in May? The Triangle Rally Pen Show in June? I don't know. Maybe. Um, it's, it's really sad, I know, because a lot of these organizers, they don't make a lot of money from running the pen shows. Vendors, maybe, but not the organizers. And yet they're the ones who are having to cop, you know, event hiring. Yeah. Um, Eat the costs and everything. Exactly. And if there is no um, insurance in place for disasters like a pandemic, then yeah, they, they're really going to be out of pocket. I, and I'm actually, I'm not sure whether a state of emergency being declared would allow them to cancel, um, and be refunded. But yeah. in any case, it's, it's really sad, um, for the event organizers and for everyone who was hoping to go and for the vendors as well, because a lot of these smaller vendors, they really, make their living at the shows. Um, they don't, a lot of them, maybe they don't have good online web stores. They don't mm. do a lot of online sales. They mostly sell face to face and, um, without the shows, then that's their route to their customers. That's been cut off. 
I assume that many of them will maybe start to put more effort and time and um, investment into online stores, or they'll be forced to if they want to survive in the coming months. Or that would be my suggestion anyway. That is, if making pens or selling pens is your primary source of income. Yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen with the Sydney show. Sydney show was meant to happen in, I think, in August, although a date had not been decided yet. I'm hoping by the time of the Melbourne show in November, um, things will be a bit clearer and maybe they won't have to cancel that. At least the organisers have a lot more time to prepare. But the next six months are going to be a little bit murky and I certainly, in the interest of being socially responsible, you know, protective of people around me, I would not feel comfortable attending a show in the current climate or travelling, you know, um, across to different cities or flying in order to attend a show. I don't consider that to be essential travel at the moment. It's not worth, you know, risking my life or the life of someone close to me um, to do that. So um, as sad, sad as it is for a lot of people, um, and hell if I know, because I work in international education and my industry is going down the toilet right now. <laughs> Um, it's going to be really tough for a lot of industries this year, like tourism, like, um, you know, a lot of these retails, um, like hospitality, it's going to be very tough. But what can we do in these difficult times to try and support the businesses that we want to support to help them get over this difficult time? Um, any ideas? Support your local businesses or even your local online shops as well but more so the ones with actual shop fronts. Um, So I'm thinking of like in Australia, you have your um, standard bindery, um, book binders by design, milligram, I'm blanking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, Fountain Pen Supplies, the Desk Bandit, Larry Post, but also because at least right now international shipments Although they've been slowed, they're still getting through. So um, it is still possible to buy internationally, but definitely try to support your local retailers. There will it's be the sure bet. There will be the sure bet too, um, because packages from them they're passing through less hands. They don't have to go through customs, things like that. You'll probably be safer with them, and you want to keep those businesses alive. You know, when you want to keep them afloat through this time. And if you have a maker that you love who don't have a web store, maybe get in contact with them and ask, um, can I buy this from you? Um, and you can ship it to me. Take that initiative and maybe suggest that they set up some sort of an online presence, even if it's only through their Instagrams. Um, encourage them to do that. I, I'm sure that a lot of small business owners will be feeling really dejected in this current climate, but I hope that we can help them all get through this. Um, and it's a hobby that requires not just people who buy. It requires people to make things. It requires people who are invested in innovating and trying out new things. And what is the point of doing that then if you can't share it with someone, if you can't show it to someone, if you can't, you know, hand it to someone at a meet, um, without, if you lose that social contact, then what are you doing all this for? You, you know, we have to find some way of, um, whether it's following them on their Instagrams, um, following their videos, following their live streams, buying from them through their Instagrams. We have to support those small makers who are doing interesting things. Um, so that's our advice. Any last words on this particular topic? If we, if you are there, so if this social distancing thing becomes mandatory and you are effectively in lockdown with yourself and your pens and your inks and your hundreds of inks and hundreds of notebooks. This is a nightmare for most people, but for certain small <laughs> segment of the population, it's like every day, nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah. So what, what can, what can we do with the extra time that you have with you, yourself and yourself? Besides like drinking, making cocktails from our inks and just drinking them. <laughs>
Oh, I thought you actually just meant making cocktails and doing something <laughs> then with inks, not cocktails with inks. I made a really good cocktail at lunch today. I mean, drinking your <laughs> inks. <laughs> what if you run out of rice and toilet paper and all you're left in the house with is ink? <laughs> so, I have no toilet paper. Do I really use this MD cotton? In a pinch, will it do? <laughs> I have fax paper for that, actually. What, what do you plan on doing if it gets more severe? I pretty much, I work from home anyway, and I don't see very many people. I will probably need to force myself to interact more um, over the phone with people so that I don't get depressed and like caught up in my own anxieties. And maybe I'll have to start limiting my social media intake time. Um, like it's very hard to strike that balance between being informed as a responsible citizen and and also being responsible citizen in a climate where the government is not being very forthcoming about you know information and putting out really stupid public health campaigns. But anyway, um, it's hard to balance that with you know protecting my own mental health, not going stir crazy. Um, so right now, I think my online intake is sort of through the roof well it's that it's through the roof but it's also (laughs) seesawing between like like crazy memes about fandom (laughs) (laughs) and following scientists and epidemiologists and journalists um who are getting very very angry on twitter i seesaw between those two extremes how about you I've been, um, my social media intake has increased drastically and I'm trying to cut that back because I, well, my phone kindly told me that my social or my phone time, my phone screen time was up 23% last week. So, and I was at work. I wasn't working from home. I was actually at work. Um, was up 23% and I'm now at the stage where I'm having just full conversations using gifts from the untamed with friends, like full conversations. Not even, There are no words in between because no words are needed. Everything is just told through gifts. Like this is not healthy. And so I think going a little bit more analog and having some downtime, putting my phone away, uh, which I have been doing, I've been detoxing from too much phone time. So my response times are kind of slow at the moment on uh, social media. Um, yeah, is is mainly for my mental well-being and sanity uh, because I see a lot of stupid stuff on Facebook. I see a lot of people who I like enough to have them as Facebook friends, so I don't particularly want to blow a friendship over how stupid I think some of their content um, or links that they posted uh, are. I, I just don't want to do that. And... I think it's better off if I just don't go online for that type of stuff. Plus, you know, I've got a lot of TV shows to keep me busy. You know, it's really hard balancing. Your produce camp has 101 boys. It's really hard balancing the needs of 101 boys to follow on this show. So, (laughs) but in all honesty, I think going a little bit more analog and that's part of what I've tried to do this week, uh, the weekend is to really focus down on, you know, trying out stuff that I haven't tried before. I have so many pens. I have about 200 pens now. So my uh, cut down to under 100 has failed miserably. I have probably over 200 now and about three, 400 bottles of ink. And I reckon I've used maybe 10% of all of that, which is kind of shocking when you think about it. So I kind of want to give a few... Um, you know, a few pens, few inks, a bit more TLC, and actually think about, you know, does this spark joy, or um, how do I feel when I'm writing with this? Um, what what about this pen do I like so much? Is it just because it's, I don't know, a Dupont, and therefore I love it? Um, I'm obliged to love it, you know. So this is all stuff that you've been saying you'll do for the last year, but maybe <laughs> being put in self quarantine will actually force <laughs> you to do it at last. Well, I have never made a conscious effort to try and use every single pen. I try and rotate them around. Like I keep a tray of about 12, 20 pens altogether um, in very like easy reaching distance. But I tend to just re-ink the same ones because I know I like them, you know. I almost always have a pelican or two inked up because for some reason I'm just really attached. I 
well, I'm sentimentally attached to them. So even if they don't write the best out of every single pen, I still will use them. Um, I always have a decimo. Always. Undoubtedly, I always have a decimo. And they're just, you know, tried and true. I'm comfortable with them, but I've never made a conscious effort to try and use every single other pen that I've got in the collection because I'm a hoarder. And uh, with inks, you know, there are some inks that I know I love, like most of the Graffon Faber Castell inks. I absolutely love them. Um, and I tend to use the same inks over and over again. Why not try something a little bit different because I'm running out of ink space and I really want to get the new Sailor inks. But Which are those? The, the Manio? The Manio ones. Okay. The ones that I was laughing about when I first posted them on Fountain Pens Oceania, I made a mocking comment and said, lol, I'm never going to buy these. Now <laughs> I really want to buy them. <laughs> I have been... I've started copying, like, like if you look up a progression of my Hobonichi in the beginning of this year, when everything was fine, it was all like, oh, hey, I got a new pen, let me draw it out. And then last month it's been, like, poetry, uh, I, like, like, less less pens. I, I, I inked up some pens I never thought I'd ink up, like, stuff that I would just collect and not use. Like, like, platinum 80th anniversary sterling overlay, like, that's, that's so high-end, it came, like, why would I ever ink that, but... You're no really longer bored. thinking about their resale value. That's yeah, yeah, like, like put it out am, of your mind. I'm really, <laughs> that's for the next life. <laughs> yeah, like, like pens I bought two years ago. Think I'm never gonna ink this. Well, they're inked now. Like, like I, I bought a Dumas like two marches ago. Oh wow, I remember that. Mm. <laughs> yes. I, I, I was like, you you fooled me when you bought that Dumas. You actually said, "Oh, I have a rainbow Dumas because you managed to catch a photo where there was oh, a rainbow yes. over the white bit." And I was like, "Where did you get a rainbow Dumas? This is a fake." <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I remember that. Yes, I put ink in that, and it's actually a pretty good pen. Can, can you imagine Mont Blanc makes good pens? You know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I own more than my fair share, <laughs> and so like a regular M there, but I've been having fun with that. I've been cop- I copied out the Heart Sutra. In uh, what language? English. I, my, my handwriting is not good enough for the Chinese version, <laughs> which my group and the Taiwanese group love to do all the time. Like like someone even, this is how bored we are in like Southeast Asia. Someone took a rubber plate, like the, the ones you carve for stamps, and they carved <laughs> the, the Heart Sutra out, and they stamped it. But was it the right way around, or was it actually mirrored that they carved? Yeah, yeah, mir- it? mirrored. It mirrored you, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's really hard to carve it out mirrored. Yeah, the, 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 that's how much time we have. No, you just need to you need to write it on um, transfer. Yeah, when you paper. transfer the thing, yeah, be, and then you inverted. yeah, that's what you do on liner prints. But yes, go ahead. Yes, I did that. Uh, I inked up my. Okay, I I got a second pilot seventieth anniversary, so I inked up my first one. Uh, that's the, it's the vest type. Oh right, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, which I I probably posted about recently. Yes, and I really like that little animation. Well, it's not an animation; it's like a little diagram. <laughs> yes, showing why it's called <laughs> uh, the like, vest type. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing—just a lot of poetry these days. <laughs> so can we expect the next great Hong Kong fanfic? coming out of your Hobonichi and your Pilot 70th Anniversary <laughs> Edition and your, what is it, Mara's Athena Eternal Blue. I love my Eternal Blue. I know. <laughs> I have all these eggs. I get new eggs. And I'm like, oh, like, thank you for bringing me this set of eggs from, like, like um, Hakodate uh, Ish- Ishimaru Bungu, whatever it is. I'll just stick to my Okuyama and, like, Eternal Blue. Oh, did you hear they changed the bottles for Eternal Blue? Oh, what does it look like now? Uh, they used to be vase bottles. They're now switched to They're like pill, pill bottles. bottles. Yeah, the green ones, the the, 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 the fat Athena ones. pill bottles. So that's changed. Uh, yeah, I, I also have a box of, of, of broken pens that I mean, I've been meaning to fix that that I might finally get around to. But like, like mostly it's just old pilots which had rubber sacks, and the rubber sacks have oxidized over time, and so I finally have to take them out, unscrew them, slowly break apart, break out the old rubbers, and like clean them out and, and and then and then put sailor cartridges in them because they fit do they do yeah. they do they actually fit because you you know how the say uh, the pilot that has that yes. oxidized thing that you sent back to me sailors fit 
does it? Yes, I, that's I what I was using. Find something. That's what I was trying to find. For like these weird fifties, sixties pilots, if like the pilot modern pilot doesn't fit, just just, just put it in a sailor cartridge. <laughs> it works fine. Okay. Yes. Will do. Um, I haven't been doing much, but I've just realised that while everyone's stuck at home, it's going to be like peak podcasting season. Because that is one thing that we can still do. Um, people will be listening to more podcasts and we'll have a lot more time to be making podcasts. So maybe this is a good time to start recording more interviews um, over the next few months with people who, you know, have no other option but to talk to people <laughs> like us. <laughs> because they can't get to shows and stuff. So um that will be what we're doing in the next few months. Oh, last thing. Um, I said that I want to get back to the topic of green inks, and I hinted on our chat that I think I've discovered a fairly close dupe for my beloved Karandash Amazon. Um, it was a random buy from, I think, Sakura Pen Gallery in the Netherlands, um, and it's KWZ. Standard green number two. I don't know if you can see that very well. Oh. Yep. But it's very close. That's pretty close, yeah. It's pretty close. It's yeah. closer than palm green. Palm green is a bit more black. Um, I'll, I'll probably put a photo maybe on our Instagram or our Facebook, but I it is definitely the closest dupe that I've found so far. It does, unfortunately, it does smell like vanilla, unfortunately. I, I don't love the KWZ scent. <laughs> But it has that similar shading. It's got this nice bright yellow sort of undertone, um, but also a darkness in its um, mass density. So it's a really nice green. Um, I've only inked it in my King Eagle nib so far. So that's a big wet nib. Um, next, I'm going to try it in a finer nib um, and see how that works. But I haven't had a lot of issue with KWZ inks in the past. The only ones I don't particularly like are the iron gauze and the uh, really sheeny inks um, because I just don't like very sheeny inks in general because of the way that they smudge. But I find the iron gauze a bit too dry for my liking. Some people don't mind it, but I, I prefer a much wetter, more lubricated ink. But this one I think should be okay. Um, I will report back when I've used it more extensively, but right now, Fingers crossed. Um, it's quite a bit cheaper than Karen Dash Amazon, <laughs> which I Most think is so cheap. Well, yeah. Well, now I think they've been um, selling for almost a hundred dollars on eBay. And who the- do they think they are? Pim and Sapphire. <laughs> Still cheaper than the Mont Blanc uh, perfuming. That is true. Which is oh. about one hundred and thirty Australian. <laughs> 140, I think. Oh, something else to show you. I got a Panida pen holder recently for my birthday. That's a nice one. This is from the same guy who used to run Visconti. Dante Del Vecchio. Exactly. Um, and you can tell that he's tried to make it look quite different to the Visconti <laughs> one. It's got a more sort of a sleeker sort of profile. I should compare it to the Visconti one at some point. Maybe I'll do that in a few photos. But I like it. I hadn't filled it with pens yet. Still deciding what to put in it because there'll probably be be like a series. It's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's a twelve pen box. So they're nice. I didn't know Panida made pen cases, but apparently they do. I have one. Oh really? I have a single pen case. Which looks exactly like what you've got, but it just fits one pen. Did that come with your Beleza? It came with my trypophobia pen, yes. yes. <laughs> I think they come in three colours, but they're all very similar unless you shine like really bright light on them. Variations of black. Like black, green, blue, but they're all like very, very dark. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's the end of that topic. Let's head into our recommendations. This is our recommendation section where we recommend things that are not fountain pen related. Um, Leo, do you want to start us off? Yes, in these trying times, uh, my recommendation is to wash your hat. No, I mean, um, Joe Hisashi, the, the composer behind many of the Studio Ghibli films, recently released a Dream Songs, The Essential Joe Hisashi. It's available on Spotify, Amazon Music, like, like and physical release. And it's him mostly on his piano, uh, re-renditioning some of his favorite pieces. 
But also, wash your hands. Yeah, it bells wash your hands, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I, I love all his music. I, I have it usually playing in my background when I'm working, and it's all very pleasant to listen to and relaxing. We could all do with some relaxing music. Sharon, what's your recommendation? So my recommendation is wash your hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> stand no. one and a half metres away from everyone else. <laughs> don't, yes, don't kiss stand. your dog on the mouth because he might have coronavirus. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? You're contagious, Bubba. You're contagious. Um, and don't let him so on your my- bed because apparently feces can carry the coronavirus. Uh, he gets his bum wiped with antibacterial. But does he get his paws wiped with antibacterials when he gets back in the house? Okay, that's good. Though. He, he does. Um, he hates it. So there is uh, my recommendation. Uh, there's it is nothing to do with all of the off-topic stuff that I've already uh, talked about, which, hey, you know. There's this app called Logic Puzzles. And if you've never seen what a logic – I don't think you can see this. Oh, yeah, you can. On my phone. It's, a, it's an app called Logic Puzzles. And basically, it's something you download to keep yourself sane and to keep your brain cells working to try and determine um, whether you can match. Uh, so, I don't know if you can see this, but it's basically a whole bunch of grids with, like, stuff on the top and on the side with various options. And you have to try and match the appropriate um you have to try and figure out the puzzle and there's usually a backstory behind it and it talks about this one is about match each girl to her newly acquired puppy determine its breed name and the month which she adopted um she adopted her puppy and it's like far six girls six girls six puppies six names it's so super cute like really really cute anyway um it keeps you busy I actually got this from a fellow fountain pen, um, uh, fountain pens Oceania member who I saw this on her Facebook page and, um, I asked her where I could get this. But yes, super interesting and you can download. It doesn't require any internet connection. So you can disconnect from the internet and then just, you know, go on here. What's the app um, called? It's called Logic Puzzles. One word or two That's words? It. Two words, logic puzzles. It's free. You get a hundred puzzles for free. It's enough to keep you busy for quite a while. Uh, I've had this app now for probably two months and I've solved 78 out of the 100 puzzles and you can always buy more. But definitely, it's just something that keeps you uh, occupied and I find these quite interesting and kind of addictive. It's like Sudoku, but cooler. And you can also find them online if you're addicted to them. Uh, you can get lots of them online. So it's called Logic Grid Puzzles is the app that I've downloaded. My recommendation is a – actually, I have two. One is, especially if you're in Australia, you should all go and follow the ABC's Coronacast podcast, which is hosted or which features their health journalist, Norman Swan. Dr. Norman Swan. You should also go and follow him on Twitter. It's a daily podcast. Mostly they're answering questions submitted by ABC listeners. ABC, it's the Australian Broadcasting Network, not the American one. So ABC Australia, Coronacast. Um, it's for, I guess, debunking myths, but also new research, new information about the coronavirus. If you are someone who tends to be quite anxious, I don't think it is particularly, let's say, explosive in the way it delivers information. Like it's, it's pretty short, it's concisive and it's, you know, to the point. So if you want, you know, easily digestible information daily, maybe follow that. But if you don't want to hear anything about that or to sort of balance out all the anxiety, you should definitely go and subscribe to Baumgartner's Restoration. Uh, it's a channel on YouTube. He's a guy in the US who restores paintings mainly. So, you know, um, hundreds of years old artworks, a lot of them in oils. He does repairs, restorations, reframing, things like that. It is bonkers. They're very long videos. Um, 
they're extremely detail oriented and process oriented. He goes through every step and talks through his rationale for all the material he uses, why he does uh, things a certain way. What I love most are the little bits of snark where he judges the previous restorer for (laughs) what they did on a piece of artwork and he has to fix it. It's like watching, if you like competence porn, you know, you'll enjoy this. It's very soothing. Uh, The way he talks is very soothing. There are so many videos. So you have a lot of, if you have a lot of time on your hands, just go through them slowly. Um, I just subscribed. And and follow the comments as well, because you have regular subscribers who, it's like a a whole fandom about Tom Gartner's (laughs) restoration. You know, like in the comments, they'll talk about, oh, look, this is like a connection to that other video and that other restoration he did. And, oh, this is why he recommends this and not that. It's it's very funny. Um, So if you like art, if you like, you know, doing fiddly things with your hands, if you are just looking for something that's kind of soothing to play in the background, follow him. Um, And those are my two recommendations. Thank you both of you for joining me and um, trying to work off some of this nervous energy um, from being cooped up all day. Um, I hope you enjoyed this Skype chat. I think we'll be Skyping for our podcast for quite a while. I don't think we'll be meeting up in Sharon's apartment for any time soon. All that champagne gone to waste. Oh, what is happening with your champagne? Is it still in your... It's all in the fridge. Yeah, you have to... I guess slowly consume it all yourself. What a shame. Oh, no, what a shame. So sad. Too bad, so sad. I was having a gin and tonic when we were recording. No champagne. I had a – no champagne. No champagne. Well, thank you, Leo, for dialing in from Hong Kong at the end of your workday. Thank you for having me. Yes, it was a pleasure to talk to you guys. And thank you, Sharon. See you. And this is Diana. Thanks for listening. Past and future episodes of this podcast can be found at thenipsection.com and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hop into Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us, and recommend us to your friends. If you want to share your thoughts, suggestions, feedback, even if it's a one out of five, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at thenipsection at gmail.com. You can also comment at us on the Nip Section Facebook page or at the Nip Section on Twitter and Instagram. The Nip Section is the official podcast of Fountain Pens Oceania. And we recommend that you actually go to our Facebook page, Fountain Pens Oceania, if you're looking for more communities online that love Fountain Pens. Our producers this episode were Sharon Zah and Diana Dai. Recording and editing was done by Diana Dai. Our music, which you're listening to right now, is composed by Michael Pierce. Our logo was designed by Will H. Smith with artwork by Melissa Graff. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.